Hey everybody, welcome to Hit Rewind Video Games of 1988. I'm your host, Michael. My co-host on the other side is John. John is going to be leading this episode. So John, hit us with the 1988 video games. All right. Well, first a couple of things of business that happened. We had Nintendo Power. Nintendo's official magazine made its debut in August. Ran for 24 years. The longest run of any video game magazine ever. Wow. And, you know... And again, yeah, mostly you know, focused on Nintendo-centric products, you know, reviews and previews, and also probably the best strategy guides ever. You know, it started off had this little mascot named Nestor. They had like, little comic strips and stuff. It was actually kind of cool. But then, you know, it started doing uh, Mario World comics, Link to the Past comics. But seriously, like, I need, I need. Those the highlight of these magazines were the player guides, which were detailed. Like they had the best maps. Oh yes. Like Metroid, the guide for Metroid in particular, is like pretty much the only way to beat that stupid game. Well, I think when uh, they they printed out the uh, Legend of Zelda map, that it was so popular that they were like you know what, let's try this with some other stuff, and it really hit home. I, I just remember being so excited for every single issue. Um, but the one thing that always bummed me out is the the top, like the top ten or whatever of the month hardly ever changed, and it drove me up the wall. I'm like, still? Why is this still here? God, ah! Well, that happens, especially with anything regarding Nintendo, because I used to work in a video game store for a long time, and when the Wii happened, we we had a magazine that we sold, and I'm not naming the company's uh, thing, but... Uh, we had a magazine that we sold, and if you read their little top ten, when the Wii was out, the only thing that was in like the top ten was always uh, number one was that Wii Play game, which was just like the little demo, little demo thing with a free controller. Yeah, I think for my run, it was always uh, oh more okay more uh, 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 Super Mario Bros. Three. It was like number one for years. It was just just fucking crazy. Yeah. Now. Sega did have their own magazine as well. Since I was a Sega kid, I had that. I didn't know that. It wasn't as good as Nintendo Power. Oh, yeah. it. I don't remember the name of it, but I do remember that they specifically jumped jumped onto the Nintendo's uh, bandwagon and did all their stuff. And It was a magazine for a while. That's, that's the best I can give of that. I can't yeah. tell you when that started, and maybe it'll show up. What but there was, there was the always Walt the Disney bit co- with uh, Ness, the Nessie or whatever his name was, the little kid that was always talking in the on the back page. Always had like animated pieces, or not animated pieces, uh, yeah, cartoon strip pieces. Yeah, I just I love. I remember the ones I most specifically was uh, when they did the walkthrough on Gremlins two, and when they were so fucking crazy for Battletoads, as if it was going to save the world, <laughs> and it sucked. Well, it's not so much that it sucked. It was just the one of the most difficult games ever that uh, you could never... Uh, it never gave you an inch ever and made everybody who played it cry. <laughs> Worst pilot for a cartoon ever, by the way. Never saw it. Oh, it was it never yeah, aired. No, it never it. aired. We found a bootleg on uh, YouTube that someone found on a videotape that was handed out to, to television networks to see if they'll carry it. And uh, this is the only time that Jacob and I have tapped out on a cartoon. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, How do we get here? Oh, um, <laughs> uh, go ahead. Go back to what we're talking about. Okay. 
Uh, next, well, next thing would be the Walt Disney Computer Software uh, Company was formed. It's later known as Disney Interactive. And they're responsible for some of the best and worst games based on Disney properties. I, I would say more best because their, their stuff, I think, was so good. Yeah, although they didn't do two of the best games that uh, that are Disney properties. They didn't do two of the best ones, which they didn't do Castle of Illusion for the Genesis, uh-huh. which which is hands down the best Mickey Mouse game ever. Or And they didn't do DuckTales for the NES. Oh, I always thought they did. But huh. they did make... No, no, that was Capcom. But uh, they did do the Aladdin game for the Genesis, and that is hands down of their specific made games. That is truly the best game they ever made. Now, one other company that came up was uh, Visual Concepts, which is the company that made Clay Fighter for the Super Nintendo. Oh, I love that game. And Strike for the Genesis. Yeah, they, you know, basically they ended up... uh, Basically, uh, becoming known for the 2K series of sports games. And that basically kind of started because they got bought by Sega in 99. And then pretty much just had them churn out those games until they were acquired by Take-Two in 2005. And at this point, that's all they're making are like baseball and uh, and I can't remember whichever, whichever 2K sports. If you like sports games, sure, I'm... I'm I'm sure you know, but screw it. It's it's a sports game, and I don't play sports. No, I I just play the hockey. But that's it. Clay Fighter. But yeah, it's like. But again, Desert Strike, one of the one of the most underrated games on the Genesis. Yeah, Desert Strike's good too. We played those. Uh, yeah, we had those on the Genesis. I love that game. Yeah, I said Clay Fighter, like a franchise that took off but never took off. But all right. We're here to talk about games. Bad dudes versus Dragon Ninja. Versus what? Now, Bad Dudes uh, versus Dragon Ninja. I have no idea what that is. Okay, I will let the opening speak for itself. Rampant ninja-related crimes these these days. Sorry, uh, White House. One word. White House is in one word. Is not the exception. President Ronnie has been kidnapped by the ninjas. Are you a, a bad enough dude to rescue Ronnie? No, I'm not. Sorry, go it, find somebody else. Oh, dude, it's it's a it's a uh, pretty fun side-scrolling beat 'em up. It's not the best game, of course, but it does have obviously one of the best setups ever. And it ends with you uh, basically rescuing a faux Reagan. And eating hamburgers with him. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I did never played this actually in the arcades, but I did play its NES port, and, you know, it was fun. But yeah, Bad Dudes, it's always, it's one of those games like, uh, like, oh god, I can't, think of the, I can't think of the name of the game itself, but it's the one with the meme, all, our, all your base are belong to us. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember the name of it. I've. I know that that image very much, though. But uh, Altered Beast is another game that came out this in '88. You're some random dude that Zeus resurrects to fight an evil demonic sorcerer and save Athena. You fight your way to the underworld, where you find these power-ups that, after making you into a big muscle boy, 
You get to turn into a level-specific monster, like a werewolf, a dragon, a bear, a tiger, and a golden werewolf. The arcade version, I'm going to say right now, is way better than um, the home version, which is what they tried to sell so hard for the Genesis when it, you know before Sonic came along. Yeah, that, that's kind of actually really where it's more well known as is being the pack in for the Genesis. You know, I, that's how I played it originally. I did ev- eventually play it on on in the arcades, but uh, I had already, you know cut my teeth on on it as a console game right yeah having these prettier graphics didn't make the game all that much better but uh ghouls and ghosts oh which dear is the sequel lord to ghosts and goblins fucking hard ass game yep like its predecessor you have to play this game twice in order to actually beat it it's i will say this it's not as difficult as uh, Ghosts and Goblins, but that's like saying smashing your uh, smashing your toe with a sledgehammer isn't as bad <laughs> as getting it cut off with a uh, with a rusty razor blade. I mean, it's still a brutal, punishing game that only uh, masochists should want to play. Nope. Yeah, it's it's sadistic. Yeah, I, I. I can't stand by these games. I I know people love them, but I can't do it. I like myself too much. Yeah, I don't. I like my controllers being in one piece. <laughs> yeah. Now, next uh, next up was Double Dragon Two: The Revenge. Yeah, I don't remember uh, playing sequel, this one. I, I think billion... I only played one and three. Oh yeah, well, three I. Don't remember if three actually had an arcade port or if that was directly to the NES, but yeah, I I remember that one more so as a uh, as a game. And two, just kind of well, actually no, I think I do remember it from advertisements and comics and stuff. But uh, at this point, Billy and Jimmy must now avenge the death of Marion, who you saved in the first game. So you kind of apparently. Don't get to have much time with her because one game she's you know captured and taken. The second one she's killed right off the bat. Sounds like a lot of shitty movies where they decide they have to have a different girlfriend. Yeah, now it's well, it's not much of a improvement over the first one. They did replace the uh, punch and kick buttons with directional attack buttons, so it has kind of a weird like Smash TV sort of uh, attack okay. attack pattern. But it's still a side scroller, so I don't know. It it's it's a fighting game, you know. It was the first one and the third ones are more notable because I remember them more. Narc, did you ever play Narc? I feel like I have, but I get it confused. No, yes, I have played Narc. I know what it is. Yeah, okay, I have. Yeah, it's one of the first ultra violent video games in which uh, you're a cop who's out to arrest or kill drug offenders, confiscate their money and drugs, and kill Mr. Big. And you do get more points for arresting the junkies and dealers, but you're given automatic weapons and and, uh, kind of encouraged to shoot everybody. So, you know, this is happening during the height of the Reagan, you know, 80s uh, drug war. So, yeah, 
you know, instead of being compassionate and trying to take care of these things and actually deal with the problem, you got a missile launcher. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it again, it it's uh, not not the not the game that obviously brought us a rating system, but it definitely raised some eyebrows. Now, Operation Wolf. Oh yeah, I played this the one, shit I, out of this one. This one with the, the little Uzi, yeah. right? Yeah. So first person light light gun shooter, where you're trying to go and rescue uh, hostages that are stuck behind enemy lines by shooting the shit out of anything that moves. Basically, it's generic, but again, like you said, the controller is shaped like an Uzi, and it's mounted in a way that you can uh, swivel it to hit like almost anything on screen. And also had this uh, motor inside of it, which simulated the recoil. Yeah. So you actually felt like you were shooting something. And it's it been one of the first of these type of uh, rail shooting light gun games. That technology went insane as time went along. Like those, you know, the size of some of those guns later on. I mean, it's like freaking alien, you know, like stuff that you would... Actually, we talked about aliens in our uh, 88 uh, movies show. It'd be stuff like that, like the little pulse rifles that they got there would be one of these arcade controllers. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe not that big, but but you get what I'm saying. But that's it for anything noteworthy in the, ar in the arcades. But on PC, got two uh, pretty interesting games. Wasteland. It's the uh, post-apocalyptic role-playing game that served as the basis for the first Fallout, uh, which came about a decade later. I've never even heard of this. Yeah, it. I mean, literally, it's almost exactly like Fallout, except uh, Fallout, instead of having... Cy uh, where Wasteland had cyborgs that you're fighting, they just uh, changed those things into mutants and said, oh, no, this is a completely original title. But... Yeah, it's actually got two sequels, one of which came out last year, the year before that, something oh, really? like that. Really? That long? Pretty, yeah, it's pretty, fairly recently. But again, it's been in like development for a very long time. Now, Battle Chess. Did you ever try that one? No. <laughs> is this a PC game? Freaking, you've never heard of this one? No. This is freaking awesome. It's chess. Except the pieces actually have like shape are shaped like people. Uh huh. And so as you're playing chess, you would go and you know, oh, you know, knight takes rook. Well, you'd see them start fighting, and you know, they're every single character had different animations based on whether they were attacking or defending. And you know, you get to watch uh, your chess pieces kill each other. That's cool. This is a PC or a console game. This is a PC game. Uh. I. Where do you even find PC games these days? Like old PC games, where do you get them? Oh god! At this point, I don't think you have anything. They probably wouldn't even run that well. Well, I was just wondering but, if the, the, I have all these games on my emulator. I'm surprised they don't have anything for the PC. I my get my best guess is aside from like Amazon or eBay or something. Uh, like it, it's hard to tell because I don't know if this thing was not was ever uh, released. Okay, let's look. On Battle chess. But a floppy disk. Battle chess. But yeah, definitely look into it. It's fun. Okay. I'm going to preface this uh, because NES has so many games that came out for it that are worth talking about. I'm going to kind of have to run through them quickly. So 
we're going to do Master System first, only because there's a little bit more talk. Not that many games to talk about, but a little bit more there, and I don't have to. Uh, we could literally be on for an hour about NES games. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say real quickly, there is a newer version of Battle Chess available on Steam right now. Oh, okay. I wish I did Steam, but I don't <laughs> do people. Yeah, it was released on 2015 um, called Game of Kings. But as long as it it keeps the uh, the traditional life of just being just chess, just you get to watch your uh, your characters uh, kill each other. Yeah, and it, it looks like the same exact thing. It just uh, it has updated uh, graphics. That's it. Okay. Good. 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 Uh, all right. So for the Sega Master System. Miracle Warriors, Seal of the Dark Lord came Never out. Never heard of this one either. It, oh, no. Uh, it. I only mention this because it's a personal connection. It's, a, it's the very first turn-based RPG that I ever played. It's okay. It's nothing worth really noting other than I saw that it came out this year and went, I own that. <laughs> so, okay. Let's actually talk about it, two important games, though. Shinobi. Oh yeah, Shinobi. Yeah, so the hard. first game in Sega's Ninja series. It's I actually prefer this one over Ninja Gaiden. This this series I think is a lot more fun. Oh, Ninja but Gaiden, do you prefer it over Wrath of the Black Manta? <laughs> so fucking hard. Yes, oh, I'm sorry. No, actually no. Of of any Ninja game or anything like that, maybe Tenchu is better than Shinobi. Fine, but. Uh, yeah, you're uh, Joe Musashi, a modern-day ninja fighting the uh, rival ninja clan Zed for kidnapping your people's children. You got magic. You can punch, kick, hack, and slash. You got ninja stars. Uh, if I remember right, in the original version of it in Japan, you fight Spider-Man. What? And you fight... God, who else do you fight? It's like there was, there was so much, uh, like copyright infringement that when they got uh, translated over here they had to cut things had to change how things look but it's like I almost want to say you fight a Terminator but I might be wrong about that but it's it's basic yeah, I knew for a fact you do fight Spider-Man that is cool. bonkers you know what's funny is um, Canon Pictures you might know this already Canon Pictures bought the rights to Spider-Man because they thought he was a ninja and they were crazy about uh, ninja movies at that time because you know they had the whole uh, Shokusugi and uh, American Ninja movies that were making tons of money <laughs> and then later found out he was not a ninja <laughs> oh I, I would love to see ninja well I could see ninja Spider-Man because that's uh, Japanese Spider-Man yeah but uh Back back to our back to our gaming show, uh, Fantasy Star, the first game in Sega's longest running franchise. Actually, I think yeah, seriously, their longest running franchise. Is this uh, their first and, RPG? Uh, what's that? Is this their first RPG? Not the first RPG that came out for the console, but uh, it's for Sega. Sega specifically, I think so. Okay, but it's also it's one of the first. Uh, uh, RPGs, if not if it isn't the first to break out of the uh, fantasy mold, because you have basically a huge sci-fi epic with a little bit of fantasy kind of thrown in, where you're uh, this you're Alice who is out to defeat the tyrant Lasik and avenge her brother. 
and it's done in this first person perspective where you kind of run your this uh these open world open wide worlds uh these and dungeon crawling things kind of like wizardry where it's a very good idea to have a uh, bunch of graph paper and pen ready so you can actually map what you're doing and the thing is this really was Sega's killer app and the ser- and this one and especially all the other ones really do kind of hold up they're it's a very very good franchise it also this just as a franchise it's the first one to uh, jump to online play mm-hmm. way back in the early 2000s and was at a time when I mean maybe I think what maybe EverQuest was out at that point as well but on a console, no one was doing online gaming, and it sadly crashed and burned because no one was ready for online play. Yeah. But franchises still going strong. They've got one out like, on current consoles. But, okay. They're, for the NES, Dragon Power was released. Is this the one you were telling me about where you fly... In- no, 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 no. Okay. This is it, in Japan. This will this will be where uh, people will recognize what this game was. Dragon Ball Shenlong's Riddle. Ah. It's a game based off of the Dragon Ball series, but they because no one knew what the hell Dragon Ball was, they just re-edited it uh, to be its own kind of weird generic thing. So it's kind of. Weirdly based off of uh, Journey to the West, but not. But also based off of Dragon Ball the anime, but not. It's a... Looking at it, at the U.S. screenshots and the Japanese ones, it's such a weird, like, uh, how... Interesting look at how localization kind of fucks with things. But, yeah, we had a... Back in 88, there was Dragon Ball games in the U.S. I, I had no idea it was that old of a franchise. Oh, yeah. It, long, long, long-running series. Way too long-running <laughs> series. Uh, but also, Ghostbusters came out for the uh, NES. Oh, worth, God. It's worth noting because of its terrible ending text. And let me get that because I love reading some of these things. Congratulations. You have completed a great game and proved the justice of our culture. Now go and rest our heroes. Wow, that is a massive screw up of unbelievable proportions. Yeah, it again, not a particularly good game, but... Don't you just love localization fuck-ups? Yeah. I mean, it's it's the one thing that makes us elder gamers so happy anytime anytime we see these these things that remind us of our childhood and how much people really didn't give a shit. So here's somewhere I'm just gonna kinda start running through. Contra was released. Karnov which is a fave of a friend of the show and a, and a occasional co-host on stuff that I've done, Johnny. It's one of his favorite games. Where you're basically a weird big Russian dude beating the shit out of stuff. Uh, Adventure Island, 
which was, I would mentioned uh, in one of our previous shows, the Sega game Wonder Boy. Adventure Island is their port slash ripoff okay. that was actually ultimately better known than Wonder Boy was. Let's see. Blades of Steel. That's the hockey Probably one, right? The, yeah. That's, one of the, that's a hockey one. Probably one of the only hockey games worth playing. Well, maybe one of the early like Sega hockey games, but for the most part, yeah, Blades of Steel is kind of one of the better ones anyway. The NES version of Gauntlet. Skate or Die. You oh, know. God, what a hard game. That game was awesome. So hard, though. Let's see. Golgo 13. Oh, Secret my God. Episode. I was obsessed with this game. Holy fucking shit. I played this game all the time. It was so crazy because it kept changing how it was set up. And I absolutely loved it. I had no idea it was based on an anime. Sorry. I, I woke up here. Golgo 13 was a game my uncle had, and I was completely enraptured with how weird it is and unique compared to anything else at the time. Yeah, it's yeah this thing that, as you said, it's based on this this anime and manga series about an assassin. We uh, on the uh, during the summer of an, uh, of anime thing for the uh, uh, what, what was the oh right show? back in tunes I forgot you did that yeah 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 we did we did that uh, we did an episode based on the anime and it's the weirdest choice to bring this game out into the to the states yeah. There there's a sequel, no but I don't remember if the sequel ever made it to America. It did. I own it, and I have yet to have a chance to play it. Okay. Because I ultimately moved before I could plug in my uh, NES, but I did buy it. So I have it in boxes somewhere. But let's see. Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest. Classic. More of the same... Yeah, yeah, more of the same of the Castlevania stuff, but tweaked a little better so that it wasn't as impossibly difficult. Where the first one, everything about it was very unfair. This one was kind of fair. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Leak. What a weird-ass you know, setup. Everybody hated it at the time, but I think lately people are warming up to yeah, it does seem like it's gotten a little bit more love, but that's it, it's such a bizarre choice to go from this top-down world, you know, huge open world, to a side-scroller and, you know, very limited in what it had. Although you do have the dark, the, the first appearance of the Dark Link, your evil doppelganger, which always kind of messed with people when they first saw that. See, Bionic Commando. Oh, another you one I was Nathan... obsessed with. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nathan Rad Spencer. And you fight Hitler in the Third Reich in Japan. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they, they, had, they definitely changed all that for the U.S. Uh, release. But the game that did not have a jump button, you actually, had, you actually had a button for your grapple arm. That was the only way you could get around the different, the different areas. Yeah. I was uh, desperately looking around for this game for a long time. I wanted to play the arcade version. I've never seen it in the arcade. I don't know. I don't think there was an arcade version. Sure. Maybe I could be wrong. I'm going to look while you keep talking. Yeah, because I, I'm certain I would have mentioned it. and if, But then again, we've done eight of these shows already. If we did have it, I might have forgotten too. 
But uh, while you're looking that up, I'm going to just steamroll to the next one, which is Mega Man. Hard. Gorgeous design. Hard. Capcom is brutal for me. Yeah, it... It's definitely, I don't think it, of the franchise, it's not the best, but it is, like, they figured out very early on what works, and they ran with it and just made it better. Like, like I, I think the level design is kind of kind of crappy, but the fact is, it's like, you could play any of these boss fights in whatever order you chose, but there was, once, you know, those in the know know that uh, you have to do it in a certain order because certain weapons are more effective against certain robots. So it's like you had, there was a specific order to do it, yeah. but you could you could start wherever the hell you wanted. Okay, so real quickly, um, this is confusing as hell. There is Bionic Commando was in the arcades in Japan as a sequel to Commando but was renamed when it was brought to America it's a different form. Oh my god, this is confusing. So, there is there's another sequel called Mercs, which is actually the sequel to Commando, and maybe Akari Warriors. Well, this is fucked. I'm just gonna say this. What it's telling me right now is the version that we know on the NES is different than the arcade version by a long shot. So, uh, what we know is by Commando is mainly on the Nintendo. Okay. Yeah, I I'm sure it could have been one of those things where it's like, oh yeah. This this game, you know, I saw it when oh, this is in Japan, so I just kind of ignored it because we we're trying not to do too much stuff. That's we're trying to do anything that's really stateside and not in Japan. Hence why I've got a long list of games here because so many of these things we could have parsed them out for a couple of previous episodes, but they all came out in the U.S. this year. Yeah, Metal Gear came out. First adventure of Solid Scape, where you fight big boss and destroy the Metal Gear robots. Do you remember the cover of this? Oh, yeah, because we also did talk about uh, the film that they ripped this off from. No, no, we don't talk about That's right. This one is uh, no. it's uh, Kyle Reese from Terminator, not uh, no. Alien. No, I'm it sorry. is Kyle Reese from Aliens. He has the headpiece. I'm trying... Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, then it is from Aliens. I'm trying to remember, because they... That's a common thing in box art in this era is they would just basically take screenshots from movies and then change them just a little bit. Like, what is it? Uh, God, which game? Uh, Contra, I think, is uh, it's Commando and uh, Rambo. Right, yeah, or, or Predator, I think. Or Predator. It, yeah, something like that. It's like these two, you know, two screenshots that are just... You know, very much Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone just slightly changed. Yeah. Oh yes, I think it, no, I, I think it did did see it is it is actually from Terminator. But whatever, whichever, whichever. Now, it's uh, Metal Gear is a stealth game, which you didn't have at the time. You were always kind of running around, you're shooting things. In this one, you really did have to sneak around, and due to the technical limits of it, it's like you you had to literally, that's the way in the design, you couldn't run around and shoot things because otherwise the damn thing wouldn't work. So, stealth by, des- by uh, limitations. Yeah, well, it's also interesting is how yeah, the- it blew up a decade later. 
Like it just became a phenomenon, and that's how oh. many so many games moved to was that style. Yeah, yeah, because well, it's because they when they revisited for Metal Gear Solid, they really leaned into the idea of game as cinematic experience, whereas games kind of were just goofy fun. But this one could have been a live action film, right? Which I'm shocked they haven't got to. Heck, uh, there's a, a South Korean film called uh, Shiri that uh, little spy, little kind of spy thing. The opening bit, which has like these uh, guys doing a little raid on a facility and stuff. I literally, when I first saw that, I went, this is how a Metal Gear Solid movie should look. Yeah. How it's directed, how, how these people are running around with the laser sights, everything about this is a Metal Gear Solid movie in the making then they didn't do it but uh next up is blaster master blaster master sorry that oh my that even hurt myself saying <laughs> this is such a this is a classic for me this is one of my favorite games on the nes basically uh, a kid searching for his lost frog underground finds it finds a tank and uses it to kill radioactive mutants and it's like divided up in these two these two different types of sections where when you're in the tank, it's this little side scrolling Metroidvania type, you know, type area where you're running, you know, driving around, blowing shit up. Mm-hmm. But then you can jump out of the tank and you can run around on foot. And while you're on the main, on the main screen of the tank, you're basically like one shot, one, you know, one shot kill. You're so vulnerable, but then you can find these little doors and enter like the dungeon effectively. And it turns into like this kind of isometric third person, you know, perspective. And you've got these little areas where you come around and find new weapons and stuff and fight bosses in. And it is, I just start in talking about it. The theme song has been running through my mind because the mute, it's one of like Zelda, like Mario, it's got one of the best video game 8-bit chiptune scores ever. And just that, just the little beginning thing, just, mm, it's perfection. Nice. Now, last one, Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh my god. Do I, when I think of Mario Brothers, I think of this. This is the one that I was completely obsessed with that I played all the time. I constantly think of that weirdo uh, creature that shot uh, eggs out of his mouth. And that sound, that, yeah, it was just fascinating to me back then. And uh, I played the crap out. This is literally one of the very few games I've ever finished. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a reskin of this game called Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic. Doki Doki Panic. Uh, yeah, all he did was the original Mario Brothers two. They sat there, and it it's not a huge difference between that and Mario and the first Mario game except for the fact that the levels were really, really hard. And they kind of thought, hey, Western audiences are dumb, and they aren't going to be able to figure out all these complex puzzles we set up. So let's let's give the dumb dumb something uh, bright and shiny. And so we got, <laughs> we got this, which kind of defined the Mario franchise, really, because Mario ended up getting a... I mean, as much as you think of like how the design of Mario looks. 
it's really this art that kind of creates that how yeah. Luigi looks, how he's taller, lankier, because the character that they were using was a tall, lanky character. Well, also think about the fact that this this had a heavy influence on that TV show, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Is um, that that cartoon is based on the second game, not the third one? Yeah, because then because then they had one based off the third one there shortly thereafter. Yeah. But I know, you know, what, what's the Toad and Princess Peach, I think is what it was in the second one. I just remember it being such a big part of my youth is that specific game. Yeah, I. it's definitely one that... Uh, no, I definitely didn't play it more than the original Mario or Mario 3, but I played this one a hell of a lot. Yeah. It's so and fun. It it's so unique digging up in the dirt and, and throwing stuff. Well, the dumbest thing about it, though, is that it's just, it's all dream. But uh, we did eventually get the original Mario Brothers 2 as Super Mario The Lost Levels. And Japan got this version of the game as Super Mario USA. Interesting. I didn't know they had a a different name for it. Yeah, because, well, again, it's not Mario Brothers 2. There is Mario Brothers 2. Yeah, which is insanely hard. Yeah, uh, I do not recommend ever playing the Lost Levels unless you're one of those people who plays uh, Mario Maker and you love doing those sadistic levels that you have to be, you know, perfect in doing. Yeah. But that are the ga- that are the games of '88. Was that a proper sentence? <laughs> Localization. <laughs> Okay, so that is it for us here. Check us out on Facebook under Hit Rewind. We'll be back soon for the uh, the season of 1989, and I might take a break after that before we head into the 90s because I am exhausted from all this. Uh, John, where can we catch you? I am on Twitter under the name Musician, M-Y-U-Z-I-S-H-I-O-N. I'm also on Twitch, streaming games, under musician as well. Check me out. Watch me play my uh, run for Mass Effect One, and maybe I'll get back into doing Undertale. Yeah, I'm. I'm on uh, Twitch under Who Gives a Shit, and I'm going to be playing Doki Doki Panic because I love that original one. <laughs> I just love saying Doki Doki Panic. It fucking amuses me to no end. I, I really do. I I need to play Doki Doki Panic. I will. Yes, I've played Doki Doki Panic, but I need to play Doki Doki Panic sometime. Yeah. All right, so that is it. Have a good night. Good night, everyone.